0: Hashtag MSCW. Hashtag friends forever. Yeah. Uh. 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 Yeah. Action. Ding. 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 Games. He Games. I like listening to yeah. you do that and making those noises. He <laughs> ha. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody said somebody. Hi, guys. Well. Yeah. So we had a special guest. We did. That was scheduled for tonight, but unfortunately they had to unexpectedly cancel because of something that went on in their life. So we'll reschedule. We will reschedule. And as it turns out, we had the story. That we were going to read over a couple of episodes because it's a long story. It is a long story. And don't. Don't be afraid, Heather. (laughs) 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 You you know what you did. (laughs) No. Honestly. Yeah. It's it's long. And normally we wouldn't read a story story this this long because we would break it up. But we said, why not? You know what I mean? We've got it ready to go on the queue. Right. We have this. Now we have this time. Right. And we don't really have an episode planned. I mean we have episodes we have episodes that are in the queue but but we just decided hey why not let's just do this one right um it was one it was one story that we had talked about this summer that we were excited to get yeah um and heather was kind enough to write us the story and yeah it's gonna be a really good one you guys it is but real quick how's your week it's all right okay I was, well, as I texted you earlier, I texted Nikki earlier, Mm -hmm. and I said, I just can't wait for this winter to be over. Oh, my goodness. It's been a really tough winter for many reasons. Yeah. And I just, I feel like I just need some sunshine. On my face. Like a little bit warmer weather. Yes. I'm I'm not looking for 80 degrees tomorrow, you guys. I would take it. Right. But like, just, just a little bit nicer. Right. No snow. Right like at least we got uh, rain today and it wasn't snow but it was still miserable it was miserable because it was freezing rain and school canceled which it was like really
1: really which
0: means now if school cancels another time you have to make it up we have to make it up at the end of the year so we'll have to go longer you know it's gonna snow on your birthday in march it always does although it's just my birthday is on a sunday this year okay so it doesn't matter yeah so hopefully. Well, I mean, it does matter, but it doesn't matter. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? It does matter, but it doesn't matter for school. Exactly. Yeah. But it always smells on my birthday. March 22nd. Brooke turns 40. What, oh, what, what, God. What? My, what? 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 Uh, the big four zero. Here it comes. I wish I was going away. Ain't no stopping it now. I mean, it's better than the alternative. Death? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I would say so. It's better than not being here for it. Yeah. And I mean, it's all it, it's all good. I don't know. I I don't get hung up on ages too, too much. But like some birthdays have like an effect on me. Yeah. And this one is really coming for me. It was 22 for me. 22. Yeah. Turning 23. I felt like my life changed from 22 to 23 because 22 you're still your early 20s like yeah 23 you're getting to mid 20s like in mid 20s is like how when did that happen i can remember lance bass saying mid 20s when the hell did that happen Right Or even mid-30s. When the hell did that happen? I can't remember when he said it and wh- exactly what he said, but I was like, I so relate Lance Bass. I so relate. Yes, 100. And I can remember 100. like, telling you about it. I think it was mid-20s. I don't remember. But, you know, it's probably it was, it was probably mid-30s. But clearly it resonated with you. It sure did. Or maybe he said late-20s. I don't know. I'll look it up. I'll let you know. I guess I just feel like I don't even know. Like did t- 29 didn't really cause me any concern. No, 30. 30 didn't. Um maybe like 35 was a little bit something cuz it was like okay, now i um, here we are. Yeah. And we're on the downward slope to 40. Mm-hmm. Um but I don't know, it's really affecting me. Oh. I'm you know why? I'm reflecting back on my life i did the same and i'm feeling like i am missing like i miss my younger Mm -hmm. self Mm -hmm. and the younger the the things that my younger self could do Mm -hmm. both i mean in many realms right physically mentally for me mentally um just it it, i don't know it was just like i feel like i didn't appreciate it yeah And now I'm looking back kind of like sad. Yeah. But I also have to remember, I have many, many good times to come. Mm -hmm. Like I haven't even hit like so much, like there's so much to come in my life. I know. Right. That's going to be amazing. Yeah. I get to see Sadie grow up. Right. Become a teenager, which Mm -hmm. probably on some days they'll be better than others. Yeah. I feel it today. (laughs) But like... You know, like there's more to come. Yeah. I have to remember that. Like, look on the bright side. There's a whole life in front of you. There really is. I mean, hopefully, you've got a whole life in front of you right now. But, but I am feeling like 40. Mm. And I told my mom, I don't want any like over the hill. <laughs> like, I don't no. want, I don't want like black stuff at my no. birthday party. I also don't want like, I don't want a lot. I don't want, balloons i don't want like a thing i just want to get together with friends and family yeah and eat some food maybe have a drink kind of like what i had exactly except mine was like brunch which was great actually it worked out it worked out it really did i was expecting a nighttime thing i really was that's just yeah i was expecting some karaoke yeah but it was fine (laughs) because i got to go to new york instead i think mine's gonna be in the afternoon how do you know? Because I don't want it to be a surprise. It's not a surprise. Oh, for the love of God, I'm not. Su- I already know where it is. I know it's on my actual birthday, which is a Sunday. So it's not going to be like a party, party, party. Because like I have to work the next day. So that's fine. I was unaware that you even knew anything. Oh, I know. Because I, I don't want a surprise. I don't like surprises. Because I've been talking to your mom. I know she told me. Okay. Nah. Freaking. And she t- was talking to Pete. That's why it has to be on Sunday because he has to work Saturday. Oh he couldn't get saturday off <laughs> no because he took a i don't know i think it's because i made him take a different saturday off so oh. anyway so that's where we are it'll be that's fun. my week it'll be fun it'll be very similar i think to my party except you'll have more family i think it'll be i think it'll be great and i know sadie will be excited because mm-hmm. she'll get to play the games and earn tickets yeah yeah <laughs> so anyway um how was your week it's getting better good it's getting better it's getting better and didn't start off very good at all um but it's getting better so with that being said should we intro yeah let's intro this is brooke and this is nikki and this is my so-called whatever hey welcome to the block party we ain't leaving out nobody especially not heather Especially not Heather. (laughs) Heather, you are like the third host.
1: Yes, you are. You're not here. But you're not here. But
0: you're here in spirit. Absolutely. And in our hearts. Right. Yes. So I was going to say, for those of you who are maybe listening to us for the first time. Yes. Welcome. Welcome to the block party, guys. This is our TV block party episode. Yes. And every week... We switch off and on. Yes. And next time around, you will more than likely hear an 80s and 90s episode. Yes. More than likely. But sometimes we switch it up even more. Sometimes we have to. Sometimes we have another block party because who doesn't like numerous block parties? Exactly. I'm telling you right now, looking at our downloads for the past, um, like couple weeks like our block parties are getting hit hard people like our somebody's block parties. binging like there's multiple people binging our block parties it's, yep it's freaking amazing i love it and i want to hear like honestly like if you guys are binging yeah or like going back and listening to old episodes yes no especially if you're hearing this now like be like yeah i'm listening to step 164 block party episode you don't have to say the whole thing but step right. 164 shouting out to you you asked for a shout out here it is right hit us up on Twitter at so-called whatever yeah we want to hear what episode you're listening to and for sure and and that would be cool yeah that's all yeah and you can also hear episodes being replayed on NK airplay radio absolutely you heard that commercial in the beginning so so there you go there you go <laughs> and we will no longer have ads no more ads you guys yeah we decided um it, it really, we didn't really like it. Um, the ads were all over the place and right. we didn't really feel like it was a good fit for us. Right. And so we decided to go ad free. So here we are back right. in our original form. Right. And so any of the older episodes that you listen to will also be ad free. Right. Um. Now we'll have the NK Airplay radio one because we want you guys to listen to that. So and exactly. occasionally we'll have like another podcast that we promote. But right. That's about it. Unless we have some kind of sponsorship with somebody, Which, that'd be that'd be cool. That would be amazing. How about a sponsorship with New Kids on the Block? <laughs> <laughs> How about that? That hey, you can pay me in hugs. I don't even need that's hugs. a hug sponsorship. I just need like a wink. I, yeah hey no. hey hey Jordan Knight oh wink wink. I'm gonna wink at Jordan for you. I'll go. Oh, will you please? I'll just do just like that open mouth. Because I'm not going to get to wink at him because I won't be on the cruise. I will give you, I will give him a wink for you. I will. I'm so sad. I'm so sad. I'm so sad. Everybody's so sad. So because I'm not going on the cruise, I'm not like up to snuff with all the cruise groups. I'm not either. I was going to ask if anyone's been talking about the coronavirus. I don't want to talk about that. Because it's all I ever... Have to hear and talk about at work. Ugh. That's that's been my week. Coronavirus. When I think of coronavirus, I think of give me a corona. I think of yes, like <laughs> oh, I wouldn't mind a corona light. Yeah, with, um, with a nice lime or lemon. I like the lime. Um, but I will be on a cruise ship also, and yeah. I'll wave at you. Yeah, at sea, if we pass. <laughs> Um, if this boat's a rockin', don't come a-knockin'. I I would, though. I would get in a little, like, dinghy or whatever they call it. The lifeboat? <laughs> yeah. I, well, not the lifeboat because I wouldn't be able to, like, pilot that. Mm-hmm. But I could get in, like, a little rubber thing and, like... And float over? Paddle. Yeah. Paddle over. And then I'll knock on the side of the ship. Bonk, 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 bonk. I just have to, like, know what night it is mm-hmm. so that I can be dressed appropriately. Oh, okay. I am so just not... I'm so just disconnected i'm just disconnected brock well it's been as we mentioned it's been a winter it has it's been a winter and it hasn't it let up for a little bit and then it all came back down again so just got to get through these next few weeks and hopefully things will get a little bit better yeah totally So it's about to get better right now. It is about to get better because we're going to read Heather and JJ's story. Do you want to start? Sure. I'll start. I'll read like the first three paragraphs. Perfect. Does that sound good? Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Hi, Nikki and Brooke. It's JJ's mom. As I introduced myself to you back in July. Let me preface this by saying that JJ is not my only child. I have another son, Justin, who is now 23. Wow. Wow. And who I love very much. But my bond over the new kids has always been much more with JJ due to his own personality and interests, and well, you'll soon see why. First, a little backstory of the early years. I first discovered the new kids on the block when I was in eighth grade, school year of 88 89, and I was 13 years old. I grew up in the suburban Detroit city about 20 minutes away from the Detroit metro. The tween to teen years weren't very kind to me, and I felt myself shut out. And holed up in my room quite often. But my room was an oasis with the smiling faces of five adorable teenage boys plastered to my walls. And the echoes of their sweet voices coming out of my most prized possession, my boombox. hear that. I had one friend that was a diehard fan as me, Becky. She was a John girl all the way. And we spent hours and hours listening to them, dancing out their songs, singing into our hairbrushes and planning our lives out. With her as Mrs. John Knight and me as Mrs. Joey McIntyre. <laughs> hey, wait, I'm Mrs. Joey McIntyre. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, the very first time I heard that voice singing, Please Don't Go Girl for my radio, I was hooked. Joey Girl for life. I also introduced them to my cousin Missy, who became an instant Donnie girl and still is. I dreamed of one day getting to see them in concert, but that is not something my parents ever did. My mom grew up in the hype of Elvis and the Beatles, and she never got the fever, so she never understood why I was so crazy over these boys. I can con- completely relate to this. My mom did not understand. My mom did. My mom was like, why are you getting all crazy and bent out of shape over these boys? Really? And She yeah. still does to this day. Well, she's just yeah. like, I just don't understand it. And I'm like, well, to each their own. That's right. You know, my mom was always like oh Paul McCartney. Yes, yes. And she still is. I see to Br- to Brent all the time. Like I remembered One Direction. I was always like, "Oh, which one's your favorite?" Yes. Always constantly with her with One Direction. Justin Bieber. Like you name it. I was oh, I've always been like that. 5 Seconds of Summer. I try. Sadie's still a little young. But Brynn's not still interested. Try. She's just like, eh. mm-hmm. She likes older 90s alternative music and that's just fine. Which is very cool. Too. She'd probably go to a Pearl Jam concert. That but would be she awesome. doesn't know like like if you were like, who's the song by? She wouldn't she know. She wouldn't know, but she likes that kind of music. Yeah. She likes alternative music. So she'd get along with you just A-OK in 1996. Oh, perfect. Yeah. We'd be... Good, good buds. Yes, you would. In the spring of 1990, when the new kids were in their all time height of fame and about to announce the release of Step by Step, I was at a low. My dad was retiring from the police department at the age of 50 that summer, and we were moving away from the city. Now, I loved where we were moving to, but it was far away from my friends, far away from Detroit, and seemed like a million changes were happening that I couldn't control. Kids don't like change. The only bright side was that I would be closer to my favorite cousin and we could talk all things new kids in person instead of those expensive long distance calls we got in trouble for. My mom never got it, but my dad did. I think he sensed my sadness and he knew the new kids were the one thing that always brought me joy. Dad made me a huge board on my new bedroom wall that I could put pushpins in and rehang all of my posters. He would gladly set the VCR and record any TV appearance that the new kids made, even the one where Donnie got arrested. Wait, what? Oh, 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 yeah. oh, 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 yes. Um, Andy purchased all the pay-per-views for me, too. I love oh, your dad. That was I love your awesome. dad. He made this move the best he could for me. I started playing basketball. Are we twins? She started playing basketball. Oh, <laughs> And making new friends and loving my new school eventually, but always going home to my new kids on the block in my room. <laughs> Things are just flying off the table. It's okay. <laughs> um, and eventually, but always going home to my new kids on the block in my room full of their faces. That summer, my friend Becky got to see the new kids on the magic summer tour and called to tell me about it. I was thrilled for her, but also jealous knowing I would never get the chance to see them live. Well, Becky promised me that if they ever came back to Detroit that year, she would get tickets for me too. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Right. Like that's going to happen. Well, it did. My birthday is in October and I was turning 15 that year. And guess what? Becky got me for my birthday. You've got to be kidding. Oh my gosh, Becky. 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 You know what you did? That's right. The new kids were coming back and they were going to play Joe is it Joe Louis arena or Joe Louis, Joe Joe Louis arena in November. And Becky was taking me. Now I just had to convince my parents to get me there. Detroit was now a four hour drive and I was only 15. So I needed a big favor from them. It was my dad who said, you know what? You need to take her to my mom. And so we went Four girls, nosebleed seats, one set of binoculars dropped off (laughs) at Joe Louis arena and lost by our moms. What a night Joey my favorite got sick halfway through the show and wasn't able to sing please don't go girl to me and I tried so hard not to cry but Aww. I did a little I still got to see him well an inch tall version of him and it was the closest I'd ever been to Joey McIntyre I was thrilled to have gotten to be there it was the time of my life as the next few years went on and I was busy with sports and high school the new kids stayed with me but a little less. I graduated in 1993. That was a good year to graduate. I'm sorry. I love 1993. (laughs) And although most of my friends, including Becky, had moved on from the new kids by this time, I kept their posters up in my room and their cassette tapes handy in my car. I knew I would always love them. And Missy would still listen with me. When Face the Music came out, I was so excited. I loved it. I thought it was their best work so far, and I was so surprised that the rest of the fans, the world, did not see it that way. I was heartbroken when the group came to an end in 1994. That was also the year my dad got sick, and I was in my freshman, sophomore years of college, playing basketball, discovering myself, making bad decisions, the works. I held on to my new kids still, but was also moving in a new direction, and there were a lot of changes happening in my life again, that I had no sense of control over. My dad was diagnosed with liver cancer in the spring of 1995, and he passed away that August. Oh, I'm so sorry. I was 19 and had just lost the love of my life, my hero, a man that had big blue eyes, curly hair, a smile that would last for days, an infectious laugh, and the heart of a giant. I was vulnerable and frightened and needed guidance, but instead I fell for the first guy that came along, dropped out of school, got pregnant, married him, and left home. A few years later, in the spring of 1999, I heard a new album had been released by my favorite new kid on the block, Joey McIntyre. I remember. I remember. <laughs> a solo album. Woo! That was it. He was back. Back in my life, and boy, did I need to hear that voice. Yes. That summer, things got really rocky for me and my husband, and we separated, filed for divorce, and I was now a single mom at 23 years old, trying to figure it all out. Stay the Same was a very inspirational album for me and I kept it at the top of my car radio plays for the next few years and it eased me through my divorce and many tearful moments of single parenthood, singing alone in the car at the top of my lungs. I followed all of Joey's career from afar and the others too, but mostly Joe. I just always felt the connection to him and he reminded me of happy years and the love of my dad, who I missed so much. Mm. A lot of life and loss happened in the years from 1995 to 2000. And that fall, my mom sold our family home in Michigan and moved to Tennessee to be near my grandma. I was living in Ohio at the time, struggling through nursing school and to provide provide ends meet on my own. After the events of 9-11-2001, it got tougher. And by February of 2002, I knew I needed my mom. I needed help and I needed a fresh start. Justin and I packed up everything I owned and took all my money and moved to Tennessee to be near her and start over. And that very month, without trying to find love at all, that's where I met James. We dated for five years, got married in 2007, and got pregnant with JJ right away. Aww. So I call this JJ story, even though I in- retitled it. I just have to say I retitled it. Oh. But she did call it <laughs> JJ story. So I call this JJ story because it truly... Because it is truly his, but also because JJ is a child whom I almost didn't get to live to raise. I'm going to have to go back to his beginning for a minute. I guess I had a very difficult time recovering from giving birth to JJ back in October of 2007. Oh my gosh! Our sons are born in the same oh my month, gosh. In 2007. So JJ and Brody are the same age. That'd be crazy if they were born on the same day. That would be crazy. Okay, Brody was born on the 17th. So you tell me your move, Heather. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, su- and, um, back in October of 2007 and suffered postpartum toxemia with severe high blood pressure and fluid retention. But by January of 08, I was back at work working 12 hour night shifts at the hospital and had started exercising and losing the baby weight. However, things quickly came to a crashing halt one night in March while I was at work. I had sudden and severe onset of chest pain. I turned gray and had to lean forward to catch my breath. One of my nurses, co-workers, stopped and quickly assessed that I needed to go down to the ER. This was terrifying. Well, I'm going to shorten the details here due to time and the sensitive matter. I was diagnosed that night with pericarditis and was sent home initially on pain medications and anti-inflammatory meds, steroids. Well, within 24 hours, I was back at work trying to get through a shift with the pain that was becoming increasingly worse. My charge nurse sent me to the ER again. I was then transferred to a larger hospital and kept for two weeks in ICU, having lots of tests and medications that really weren't improving my condition. But the doctors did not feel I needed surgery at this point. After the two weeks, the condition was starting to improve. So they thought, so they thought, and I was sent home again. Another week went by and I felt that I really needed to return to work. However, I didn't make it through a whole shift before I was too winded and in too much pain to walk or talk and was sent home to rest. The next evening, I got way worse. Girls, the feeling of not just feeling but knowing I was going to die came over me. That's scary. That really is scary. And I almost did die. Again, I'm sparing the details of what my body was doing, but it was bad. It was really, really bad. My husband whisked me back to the hospital where I was told that my condition had become life-threatening and they needed to fly me to the largest hospital again. Wow. Within 20 minutes of arriving, I was brought into the operating room for emergency open-heart surgery to stop something called cardiac tamponade. I've never heard of it. And remove the lining of the heart that had turned to what doctors describe as a cement-like substance. Whoa! There had built up so much inflammation around my heart that it was struggling to beat. Afterward, the doctors told me that if another 20 minutes had gone by, they would not have been able to save me. It took three days for me to mentally acknowledge that I, what had happened, and I broke down emotionally to my husband, who hadn't left my side. Now, obviously I live to tell the story, and my life was saved that day, but there's more, much more. After the open-heart surgery, I began to have another severe pain besides the chest pain that would be expected during this time, symptoms in my joints, my shoulders especially, As every type of specialist physician came into the ICU to assess me, I just kept feeling more pain. My shoulders were in so much pain, I could not lift my arms, even slightly, without crying out. A rheumatologist finally came in one day and told me that I had a combination of severe and rapid onset rheumatoid arthritis and lupus. I found myself bedbound for the next 6 months, unable to work, unable to hold my baby or drive my 11-year-old to school, unable to wash my own hair or dress myself and all the time being experimented with all kinds of medications and treatments. My mom had to move in for a while to help because my husband had to work as much as possible to make up for the lack of income. Times were tough. I'd never been sick before and 32 years old was now facing a chronic illness, fighting to get back to the ability to wa- move. Work and provide for my family, but I was grateful to be alive, and I held on to an attitude of not giving up. I metaphorically marched into the rheumatologist's office and demanded that he fix me. I had a lot of life yet to live, and I was not about to take this lying down. This disease I now had did not have me. I needed inspiration, I needed a comeback, I needed a miracle. So by now you're asking, what the heck does all this have to do with NKOTV, right? Well, it was April 2008. We all know what was happening in Block Nation at that time, right? And I just went through old emails and sent them to you. Oh, yes, you did. (laughs) (laughs) And each and every blockhead has their own story of where they were when they heard the wonderful news that the new kids on the block were reuniting. Well, I won't try to say the new kids saved my life or gave me the will to live. No, God and my family did that for me. But I will say that they definitely were part of my story, just as they had been part of my story in every major event in my life since I was 13 years old. They just didn't know it. I was lying in a hospital bed in a very blurred, painful and drugged up state. But I do remember one of the first things to bring a smile to my face was hearing that my favorite band, my teenage heartthrobs, were getting back together. I needed that news to come in right when it did, right when I couldn't have needed it more. My surgery took place on April 25th, 2008, and I was finally discharged back home to watch the Today Show when the guys came back to perform on May 16th. Again, this is a very blurry memory, but I do know that watching that performance that day in the rain in New York City gave me joy and hope. I obviously was not going to see them on tour but I was given something to look forward to. I was so excited about the new music and reliving all the memories and getting to know they were going to be out there performing again. They had come back to me to see me through another dark and scary time of my life. As time went on, fighting my disease, I was in a bad way for the next nine years, really. It was a roller coaster of heavy doses of steroids, pain medications, biologic infusion therapy, injections of chemo, and lots of oral drugs to try and keep me from severe, debilitating flare-ups. If the joint pain and suffering wasn't killing me, the side effects were. From the heavy steroids, I developed Cushing syndrome and gained an enormous amount of weight. I struggled every day to be able to work as a nurse and give what energy I had to my family and had to take intermittent leave when it got tough. I was able to buy the albums and follow along with each tour from afar, but had no financial or physical means to get to see NKOTB in concert again. Not that I didn't dream, but I just thought it would never happen. I couldn't make that a priority, but they were bringing me so much joy and inspiration through the music that I was just thankful for that. When the album 10 came out, another pivotal turning point when I had come to terms that James and I were not going to be able to have any more children. I had dreamed of having a girl and that wasn't going to happen. My condition was just too fragile and the risk was just too big for both me and the possible infant, if conceived. I had two healthy, happy boys and I was given the gift to get to raise them. I was grateful. My treatment wasn't going too well at that time either, but another theme song from NKOTV became my jam. Back to life. And boy, were those lyrics powerful. Thank you, fellas. Thank you again. Then, towards the end of 2016, things started to change. I had had multiple surgeries by this point and had been on the same infusion therapy for about five years that had worked better than most of the others that had caused me systemic reactions or just plain didn't help. I had changed jobs and was at a desk now, able to work, but I was still very ill the majority of the time. Then, during one checkup with the nurse practitioner, she had offered me to try a new medication. Well, I was willing every time... This happened because I had high hopes, even though I had low expectations by this point. Well, this was a miracle. One of many miracles, but definitely a miracle. I started on this medication uh, medicine right about the time the total package tour was being announced. I had so much hope that this time it was going to make me feel better and I was going to be able to make plans and keep them. I asked my husband if I could get tickets to go see the New Kids on the Block in Nashville that May 2017 and I wanted to take my cousin Missy, my diehard Donnie girl. He agreed but convinced me that I could not go without taking JJ. I mean, I quickly agreed because JJ had become a huge fan by this time. He was nine years old by now and had been raised listening to all their music his whole life. He embraced them and loved singing along to them and dancing out the moves from the videos to entertain me when I wasn't feeling well. So before I knew it, I was buying tickets for the whole family. Since I got more tickets than I had budgeted for, we didn't have great seats, but they were decent and I was very happy getting to share this with each of them. We were in the lower bowl a few rows back from the B stage. This was JJ's first concert, Missy's first NKOTB concert, and the first for me since I had seen them back in 1990. We were all just so thankful to be there. And this was the closest I'd ever been to my dream guy, Joey (laughs) McIntyre. My cousin, who was five days younger than me, and my lifelong blockhead bestie, was ecstatic to be this close also. Our husbands wanted to be there with us, and they enjoyed the whole night. Just seeing how happy we were there. Just seeing how happy we all were. When Joey, my favorite, when Joey, my forever favorite, came out to sing It, The Song, The song that made me fall in love with him and this whole band when I was 13 years old. The song that rang through my ears as I was fighting for my life. The song that had been part of my heart and soul for nearly 30 years and brings a fresh smile to my face and to my heart every single time I hear it. You know the song. And, mind you, this was the first time I had ever heard the revised grown-up version. When the music started and the spotlight was put on him, I began to weep. I sobbed. I mean, the emotion that poured out was so mixed with all that I'd gone through to get there and the journey when the words came off his lips. Please don't go, girl. I thought about how I didn't. I didn't go. I was still there, still fighting, and I wasn't finished yet. Joe had my heart from the very first time I heard those words come out of my little boombox back in that lonely 13 year old girl's bedroom recorded on a mixtape and played over and over and over. But I never expected the kind of impact it would bring to my life. And he probably never will know what he did, what he's done, what he's given to me with a long, how do I say that longevity, long longevity is what I was going to (laughs) say. The longevity of that song alone, not to mention all that has come since then. After the show that night, my husband very sincerely and knowing full well what the answer was asked, are you happy? I turned to him and smiled and said, yes, and I need to get closer next time. (laughs) That was it for now, though. One show, one concert, and the hope of getting to see them on the next tour, maybe. By the end of summer 2017, I was doing really good with my health. I woke up one day and just said, I don't think I need this pain medicine today. Ladies, I had not had a pain-free day for nine years. I just stopped that day. I just stopped taking it. I didn't need it anymore. I had a mild amount of inflammation, a mild amount of pain, but I was okay. I didn't go through the withdrawals. I just stopped. Did I receive another miracle? Did I just receive another miracle? Yes, I did. I sure did. Now, even my doctors were surprised at this, but we went with it. One day at a time, it was another miracle. And to this day, since September of 2017, I've not needed anything stronger than ibuprofen. That's amazing. That really is. I have embraced a self-care regimen of clean eating, good sleep, and exercise that has actually started to pay off. In my pictures, you may notice that I am down over 65 pounds so far just in this past year. Wow. wow. I'm still on the biologic treatment, but other than that, I'm down from four blood pressure pills to one and off of all 14 other medications. Wow. I have regained a normal normalness in my life that I never thought I would know again. So by the fall of 2017, for the first time in over nine years, I did not feel sick. I was not in pain. I was alive with joy and a sense of adventure. I still had to recognize my limitations, but I had a lot of making up to do. So here is where it really starts to get fun. When you are faced with near death and years of not really being able to do more than just survive and suddenly are given back your health and vitality, your whole outlook on life changes. At least that is how it was for me. Through all of it, I had never really gotten down into depression, although I could have. Don't get me wrong. I was down a lot, but I always somehow maintained hope and optimism that things weren't going to get worse. They were going to eventually get better. Then when things did start getting better, I was going to seize the frickin' day, people. I am blessed to have a husband who supports my desire to get out and go and not let an opportunity to live and thrive go by. It is not his nature, but after seeing me go through years of pain and sickness, he is so happy that I can go. So he says, go. So now we are up to 2018 and the sale for the mixtape tour has been announced. James has given me the green light to get one meet and greet ticket to one show. Oh, has given me the green light to get meet and greet tickets to one show. One. (laughs) But he wants to get to go with me. So I agree to this and we set out on the morning of presale to get the best tickets. We decided on the Greenville, South Carolina venue this time, as it is only a two and a half hour drive for us. We are lucky enough to get front row, center, meet and greet, and I am so excited. I can't stop shaking from the excitement. <clears throat> but within a minute or two, James and I look at each other and we both had remorse. Not buyer's remorse. No, we had remorse that we only got two tickets and we didn't and we immediately felt bad that we didn't include JJ. Now, we had agreed on one show, Great Seats, spend the extra to do meet and greet so I could finally meet my favorite band, especially Joey, face to face, right? Well, my darling husband went into the other room and within five minutes was back and said, they are playing on Saturday in Columbus, Ohio. Do you think you'd like to go to that with JJ? Um, yeah. Okay, well, I just bought you two tickets. Have fun. That is so sweet. Eek! I was going to get to see them twice, and take my little partner in crime. I was overjoyed. I couldn't wait to tell JJ I couldn't dream of asking for more. Well, hold on just one more minute. I got on the phone with my cousin Missy, who lives in southern Mississippi. I quickly found out that she wasn't able to get tickets, wouldn't be seeing them, and didn't think she could make it up to where she could go to a concert with me. Wait, what? Seize the flippin' day, right? So, within an hour, Missy and I scored two floor tickets at the New Orleans show, and I was driving down, picking up my cousin and taking her ass to the mixtape tour in May 2019. Wow. Okay, now to wait until tour time, but then another announcement comes over the wires. Do we have wires? I'm so late to the party with social media, but hey, pause there. Here we go. Back in time a minute to when I discover you, my so-called whatever. So, I know Nikki especially will connect to this. I had never heard of any podcast before. I saw in the fall of 2017. I'm going to cry. On Facebook, following all things Joey McIntyre, that he was going to move back to New York City with his family and he was going to do a podcast about it. Hello. I didn't care if he was going to read the phone book out loud. I was going to listen. Any opportunity that I had to hear his voice, I am there. So I did listen anticipating every new episode and laughing and beaming with each story with his friends and about his darling family and the adventure that awaited them. I was also thrilled to hear that he was returning to the East Coast and maybe I'd have a better chance of getting to see him in a solo show or stage production in New York City. When his podcast podcast came to an abrupt stop without warning, as I am sure you remember, I was going through fierce withdrawals and started searching for other NKOTB-related podcasts. That is when I found you. Oh, and I am so very glad that Joey McIntyre brought me to you. I love this podcast. I love the stories. I laugh and cry with you as I listen. And it just warms my heart so much that you have made this platform for us to all be connected. I'm going to get back to my love of the Blockhead family soon. But for now, back to the adventures of 2019. So it was now January of 2019. And I got the news that Joey had landed a role on Broadway in Waitress. OMG, I love this movie. By the way, I'd never seen this movie until he announced like Waitress. Yeah. And I found out it was a movie. and yeah. I was Like I've never seen it. It's really good. I have been dying to see this musical. And now my guy, my Joey, is going to star in it as the dreamy Dr. Pomander. I must go. My cousin, my other favorite cousin, David, lives in Manhattan. And I visit him once or twice a year if I can. When I told him about Joey being a waitress, he had actually just seen it with Sarah. How do you say that? Borrellas and loved it. David was very willing to go to see it again with me. And we got tickets for the March 23rd matinee. I flew up to New York city for the weekend and David and I arrived at the show. We had good seats about five rows from the stage up to this point. I had never been this close to joy McIntyre. I was so thrilled to get close enough to see the blue in his eyes and his performance was outstanding. His talent on that stage was so incredible. And the storyline was so emotional for me a similarity in a way to my early journey with my son, Justin and my early marriage to his dad. I cried a lot again. There he goes again, touching my life without even knowing or expecting how to experience expecting how this experience too would help me or heal old wounds. I didn't realize the madness that would occur after the show, but I had heard that Joe was signing playbills and taking selfies by the stage door. I had stopped an usher at intermission and she was a blockhead, of course. Oh, my God. I wonder if it's the 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 I wonder if it's um Jennifer, the one the story that we read. Oh, I wonder if that's her. Maybe because she was an usher. A waitress. Right, right, right. It has to be. That's crazy. It has to be. Um, so she was very helpful and told me where to go but it was a sold out matinee and extremely crowded and cold and windy outside that day. David and I couldn't get to the front of the crowd and didn't want to push people as that was kind of happening around us and to us. Joe was in a hurry and he did his best, but just couldn't get to everyone. Well, I guess my cousin wasn't happy with the sadness on my face for having come so close to meeting my favorite celebrity and missing out. So he took me by the arm and said, come on, I got a plan. We went to meet up with Ed, David's boyfriend, for dinner. We had some drinks. This is rare for me to drink much at all, but a drink was so necessary at this point. I had enough to feel pretty loose, but was just joyful, not (laughs) drunk.
1: Just a little euphoric. (laughs) That's a great feeling. That is a
0: good feeling. (laughs) David and Ed took me back to that's how I felt at Boston. The second concert. Well, the first concert, too. (laughs) Uh, David and Ed took me back to the theater stage door a few minutes before the second show let out. I was up against a barrier right in front of the stage door as other blockheads started piling out of the theater and gaining their places in line. This was much more organized than it had been earlier that day, but still a lot of people. Ed had moved out of the way for a girl in a wheelchair to pull up right next to me. To this day, I wish I had gotten her name. And if she is listening, I just want to say thank you. She and I spoke momentarily about how this was my first ever meeting with Joe and how I had been a Joey girl on a lifelong journey for 30 years with anticipation of finally getting to meet him. As the door opened, he appeared right in front of me. I squealed with glee. (laughs) I had never been this close to Joey McIntyre before. Since the girl in the wheelchair couldn't see over the crowd, I gave her a play-by-play as I was taking pictures of Joey McIntyre, inching his way down the line towards us. When he finally arrived in front of her, my heart was pounding a mile a minute. I had never been this close to Joey McIntyre before. As this girl handed her playbill over for Joey to sign, she said, Joe, take care of this girl. She's waited a long time to meet you. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. OMG, this was my first real true experience with a blockhead love, and I was too overwhelmed with fangirling that she was gone before I could thank her. And girls, that's when it happened. I don't know about you, but fangirling is a phenomenon that takes over your body. And I literally had no control over what I was doing or saying from that moment on. And I'm pretty darn sure I did everything wrong. LOL. Word vomit came out of me just as fast as lips can physically move, but I had no control over it whatsoever. It was as if I was trying to compose the last 30 years into 30 seconds. I said something about my first concert experience in Detroit and even named the date November 17th, 1990 at Joe Lewis Arena when I had nosebleed seats and that had to share binoculars with three other girls just to get get a glimpse of just to get a glimpse. And Joey became ill with his asthma that night and had to leave before I got to hear him sing, please don't go, girl. Then I spit out something about getting to see him on the mixtape tour coming this summer. I reached out and touched his arm to make sure it was all real. And as I did, he just looked over at my hand and smiled. OMG, what am I doing? I didn't even have control over that movement. (laughs) I was so nervous. I forgot to hand him my phone for a selfie. He had handed me back my playbill and hanging tough CD that he signed and then had to literally pry my phone from my grip and ever so gently pressed and said, selfie mode. Selfie mode. (laughs) lol and then he took a picture with my crazy ass and boy do i look crazy in that picture what the hell just happened the whole time he was so calm and he was smiling laughing to himself and certainly thinking i was totally nuts then my cousin in his perfect calm and loving way handed his phone to joey and asked for a group picture of the four of us that is the picture i truly love And thankfully, I look slightly less crazy in it. (laughs) But wait, not done yet. As we start to move away from the barrier, the souvenir waitress sippy cup that I had wine in during the show was in my jacket pocket. It got caught on the barrier and picture this in slow motion. Oh, gosh. Went tumbling forward, landing on the other side of the barrier right next to Joey's feet. Yikes. OMG. Can I get any more embarrassed? There was a security man standing right behind Joe as he moved on to the next fan and was signing autographs. Surely the security guard would bend over and hand me that cup, right? But no, without giving any pause in a sweet, perfectly calm and kind way, Joey looked down, picked up the cup, looked me right in the eyes, <laughs> melted, opened his hand <laughs> and said and handed my cup to me with a smile. I just swooned and said, thanks, Joe. And that was it. I had just been that close to Joey McIntyre and I had experienced my very first fangirl moment. Well, I then walked away a few (laughs) steps and screamed with joy and hugged a couple of strangers that were still in line. But otherwise that was it done mission accomplished. And honestly, hopefully he doesn't remember anything about this whole encounter, but I'll never forget it. (laughs) LOL. (laughs) Okay. Now I am back home gleaming with joy after waitress living on the high of meeting my heartthrob and awaiting the start of the mixtape tour. First show is New Orleans on May 11. We got to the hotel early and wanted to walk around and see if anything was going on at the venue, any early merchandise sales or signs of the buses. We walked around the corner from the Hyatt and spotted two girls walking in our direction. This is all very important later, but just wanted to mention it in sequence that we met Melissa and Tracy on that street corner in New Orleans that day. Neither Missy nor I had ever had floor seats, and we were at the front of the D section, really halfway between the main stage and the B stage, and so pumped. The show was amazing. We didn't get any contact with the guys, but we had John come pretty close to our section, and Danny walked right in front of us during block party, and when Donnie made his way to B stage, he passed pretty near us, too. We didn't see Joey or Jordan up close, but we loved everything about the show and had an amazing time together, loving this life, reliving memories, and sharing this love for these guys. Next stop would be Columbus, June 22nd. In preparation of the big day, JJ and I wanted to make t-shirts to wear to the show. He helped me design both, and we ordered them online from a site I will never use again, but full disclosure, I had no idea how to do this and was limited to be able to get them in time. (laughs) For years now, I had shared my love for NKOTB with my very sweet boy. JJ has a love of music, singing, performing on stage, doing theater, and also Little League baseball. (laughs) I would show him videos of NKOTB, of anything Joey, of course, and he became a little blockhead right along with me. He also was very interested in the fact that Joey had kids and that his oldest was his exact same age, and that he also played baseball, acted, and sometimes got to go on stage with his dad. Whenever a YouTube video or a post by Joey about Griffin would surface, I would bring it to JJ and we would watch over and over and over. He was so excited when the boys in the band video came out and also featured Griffin. JJ wasn't just a new kids fan. He was a Griffin fan. Mm-hmm. When we saw them in 2017, we had hoped Griffin would appear on stage with his dad during please don't go girl, but he was not there at the Nashville show. JJ has a hopeful heart like his mother And he thought just maybe Griffin would appear at the Columbus show this year on the mixtape tour. Of course, there was no way of knowing this. But the idea came to us that JJ would make a special T-shirt stating that he was a Griffin McIntyre fan. And just maybe Joey would see it. It was truly a long shot. But JJ had so much fun deciding on what to put on his shirt, making up hashtags, picking out the colors and the font. And this planning was all part of the fun of getting to take him to this show. Well, when the shirts came in the mail, we were not pleased at all with the way they turned out and almost did not wear them at all. But there was no time to order new ones or send them back. So in the end, we put our outfits together with the T-shirts we had. JJ decided to pair his T-shirt with a denim vest in similarity to our favorite member of the group. And I just wore the damn shirt with some jeans. Whatever. No one's even going to notice, right? Okay, outfits ready. The week leading up to the Columbus show, I had to travel for work and spent the week driving from East Tennessee, where I live, to Nashville, Memphis, and back to Nashville again, and was able to get back Friday evening just in time to pick up my son and hit the road for Ohio. We stopped overnight in Cincinnati with plans to hit up Wahlburgers for lunch on the way to the show. Little did we know that this was also Pride Week in Cincinnati, but we found a parking spot and then ended up stumbling right into the parade. This was exciting and fun, and we were happy to enjoy the festivities, living life to the fullest, as we waited for a clearing in the parade to cross the street. I even got to see representation there from my company and got a bunch of rainbow bracelets from them that JJ and I sported at the concert. Once we were able to cross the street, we were devastated to find that Wahlburgers was closed due to some pipe issues. We spoke to a manager that was coming out and told them how we needed a Wahlburgers and Pigeon Forge or Gatlinburg, and he agreed to tell Donnie. (laughs) LOL. Okay. Well, you never know. I believe anything can happen if you speak up and you show up. Anyway, we grabbed lunch at a local pizza place and then got back in the car for Columbus. We arrived at the venue early and got some great parking. We got out and saw some buses and a few fans standing around outside. So we walked over. We met a girl who had a friend that was inside for a meet and greet. And she said, and she had nothing to do but wait. Her name is also Heather. And we immediately hit it off and spent the next couple of hours talking. Although the meet and greet fans were already inside, we knew Joe was still out on his bike because we had all been watching his live on Instagram. We all stood there with hopes of maybe catching a glimpse of him or maybe one of the other guys or one of the other bands getting off of their buses. We saw an entourage of people, including Tretch from naughty by nature, get off their bus and go inside waving to us. Then a guy we did not know was on one of the littlest bikes and he rode over where we were standing. Let me do that again. Then a guy we did not know was on one of the little bikes and he rode over to where we were standing to talk to some girls that he obviously knew. JJ's attention was drawn to the shoes. The guy was wearing JJ no shoes. And he whispered mom, those are off white Jordans and they say new kids on the block. I told him that it was okay to go up and ask him about them. So he did. When I was standing there, I asked someone who the guy was and he's one of the other block. Okay. Okay. While I was staying there, I asked someone who the guy was, and one of the other blockheads told me that it's Flave, the tour manager for Naughty by Nature. JJ approached Flave and asked about the shoes. Flave told him that Donnie had given him those shoes, and JJ was very impressed by this. He still had no idea who Flave was, but asked to take a selfie with him. Flave was happy to do this and then asked JJ about his shirt. JJ showed him his shirt, and Flave said, Well, Griffin's not here, but I will take a picture of you and text it to Joe. He'll love that. Okay. I was chatting away with Heather and I did not know about this picture or this discussion that happened until after the concert that night. And I certainly did not believe that Flav actually sent it to Joe, but more on that to come. So we finally get inside to our seats. James had picked out and bought these seats nine months prior and we had no idea what location. The row said C, so we assumed it was the third row and on the side of the stage and we should get a decent view, right? When the usher showed us to our seats, we were amazed that we were actually located in the front row of the lower bowl on the aisle and directly across from the right corner of the stage. A perfect viewing point for JJ to see over the crowd. As the show started and the guys made their way off the platform during the way, love it, the first new kid to spot us was Donnie. Donnie smiled big, pointed right at JJ and gave him a big thumbs up. OMG, this has already made our night. Then it happened. As Favorite Girl began, Joey made his way to the corner and looked out. As he spotted JJ and read his shirt, you could see the biggest smile come over his face and he lit up. We were just so proud of this moment and were completely satisfied with just knowing that Joey had read JJ's shirt. Mission accomplished. He knew that Griffin had a fan in the audience. But hey, there was a whole lot of the show left in the sky. Well, all of them. Do not disappoint. They go beyond expectations time and time again. So when the guys made their way into the crowd for block party, we got high fives and from Danny and John as they passed. And then Joe, who very quickly stopped and kind of grabbed JJ and squeezed him and said, hey, buddy. What? Oh, my gosh. OMG again. Then later, when Joey came off the stage, as he did each night during the Whitney song, I want to dance with somebody. He came to us again and did the same thing. I have this one on one video. Wow. Throughout the night, we got lots of winks and nods from the stage from both Joey and Donnie, got to get high fives from all the members of the group except Donnie, but also from Tiffany, Big Dan, Danny's dad, Vic, the head of security, who even asked me for a hug and took a selfie with me. that's so cool. It was such a cool night. And I think the best possible seats we could have had for JJ to see and get all this attention. But wait, not over yet. At the end, as all the acts came out to sing 80s Baby, I'm recording as Joey dances across the bar section of the stage towards us. As he's singing his line, he takes off his Boston Bruins hat, tips it right at JJ and I, and then says into the microphone, I got you, buddy, as he points to JJ. OMG again. What did he just do? Holy crap, wait now, the song ends, and Joey Flippin' McIntyre starts down the steps of the stage, and I realize he's coming over to us. He brings Marcelo, his photographer, with him and puts his arm around JJ and takes a quick picture before I can even compose myself to know what is happening. Then he grabs the NKOTB hat from JJ's head and shoves it at me, takes his own hat off and slaps it on JJ, straightens JJ's shirt out and smiles for the camera as Marcelo snaps the perfect picture. Then he walked away, turning back once to flash that great big smile of his. The pure joy on my son's face is priceless. And I am once again in awe of the magic of this group and the one special man in particular. He just made our year. Then we felt it again. The blockhead love. So amazing. So much gratitude and love filled us. So many women came up to congratulate us and to share their excitement for JJ. It was amazing. A dream of an experience. When we got home from the show, I posted on a Facebook group asking if anyone got pictures or knew where I could get a hold of the pictures that Marcelo took. Well, let me just tell you. This is why I believe this phenomenon is a family. Besides being a proud wife, mother and nurse, being a blockhead is a title that I am very proud to carry and no one will be able to ever convince me that it is not a true family. I got pictures and videos sent to me that were taken by fans at the show who had no idea who we were. Then, a few days later, I got a message from an amazing person who found the pictures in the Barstool group that I did not have access to. Teresa, you are forever in my heart for this gift. Teresa was able to download and share with me the actual photos that Marcelo took. I was so happy to have the record of this incredible night. And JJ and I were able to ride this high and enjoy the news with everyone in our family. I was so content with what we had experienced and I still had one more concert to attend with actual meet and greet tickets. JJ was very happy for me, but a little bit sad that he wasn't getting to go too. So I promised, promised JJ that I would somehow be able to compose myself and speak to Joey and tell him, thank you from JJ. Somehow, some way I was going to control the nerves enough to get a couple words out. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. On to Greenville, South Carolina. Now, by this time, I had secured our positions with a fabulous photo group that I had met on Facebook. Shout outs to Danielle, Cindy, Amy, Jen, Michelle, Megan, Angela, and Kimmy for making the day so fun for us. So I got my Joey spot in the group and James, who was a self-proclaimed Danny girl, (laughs) got the spot next to Danny. I was so excited that I was actually going to meet all five members of NKOTB. Holy crap. The day of the show, we arrived early to meet up with our photo group for lunch and check into our Airbnb. As you have probably heard the tale, the Greenville meet-and-greet was not the best conditions. When we arrived at the arena, we were told that the VIP waiting area was in a tent outside and that we would not be allowed into the air-conditioned venue until it was our picture time. After two to three hours of standing in the hot July, South Carolina heat, like 98 degrees and 98% humidity, (sighs) we were all sweltering and everyone was griping and complaining. I was not bitching, though. I was hot AF and my makeup was melting, hair wet with sweat, but I didn't care enough to let it ruin my moment. I was finally meeting NKOTB. We all fixed each other up the best we could in line, and when I came around the corner and saw all five new kids standing before me, my heart leapt a million beats per second, and I stiffened up with nerves. I had sort of thought about what to say to each guy, but the only one I had truly rehearsed was Joey, and he was fourth in line, so I had to try and keep my composure to tell him whose mom I was. LOL. So first was Danny. I stood next to him in line as it paused for everyone to have a longer moment with Donnie in front of us. He smiled and I said, hi, Danny. I'm Heather. Nice to finally meet you. He said, hi, Heather. And my heart leapt again. First (laughs) time a new kid repeated my name out loud. OMG. Then I said, my husband and I hung out with your dad outside. He's so nice. And Danny, irritated, said he shouldn't be out in this heat. And as the nurse I am, I just replied, you're right. I hope he's staying hydrated. L O L. Well that conversation was over. Classic Danny. On to Donnie. I took a step forward and there he was, Donnie Frickin' Wahlberg, hat and sunglasses smiling at me. Whoa. I paused and looked at him and said, This is my first Donnie encounter. OMG, I was so nervous at this point. He smiled bigger and motioned with both hands to bring it in, and he hugged me so stinking tight. It was like he had magical powers. All the nerves stopped. The room stopped. The earth stopped. Momentarily, it was just me and Donny Wahlberg locked in an embrace, and I felt like I had been tranquilized. I said, I have loved you so much all these years, and then he pulled me back and looked at me in the face, and I said, and my mom loves you, too. Loves blue bloods. <laughs> I had no idea I was going to bring my mom up, but Donnie hugged me again and said, you tell your mom I love her, too. Oh. And then he stuck out his pinky finger, and he made me pinky swear that I would tell her. And hugged me a fourth time and kissed the top of my head. Oh, Donnie, 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 you know what you did. You know what you did. It all happened much faster than it sounds. But as he let me go, I said, thank you for working so damn hard all these years. And he said, you're welcome. Okay, Jordan next. Oh, boy. I turned and looked at his eyes and all the nerves came rushing back. This was Jordan Knight, and he was even more beautiful up close than I had ever imagined. He really is. He really, he really I mean, is. He really is. He, he really is. He's like. Uh, he's beautiful. He's he, beautiful. He really is. He really is. I'm gonna cry thinking about it. He's beautiful. Um, this was Jordan Knight, and he was even more beautiful up close than I ever imagined. Now, I will admit, I was guilty of reading and listening to other people's experiences, and I had heard some bad hype about Jordan not loving meet and greet sessions. So I was even more nervous when I got to him. But I approached him solely, said, "Hi, Jordan. My name is Heather." Is it okay if I have a hug? And he smiled and said, of course, and brought me in for a huge embrace. It was even better than Donnie's hug. And as he let go of me and pulled back to look look me in the eyes, I said, I love your pipes. (laughs) And get this. Just as I said the word pipes, I heard a voice on my right (laughs) repeat the word pipes out loud. In a voice, I knew all too well. Holy shit. Joey McIntyre is right there listening to me talk to Jordan Knight, and he just repeated me out loud. Oh, my God. (laughs) Now, I want to say that I playfully tossed my hair back and smiled over at Joe and said something witty or cute. But that's just not what happened. Instead, I froze. I felt my body stiffen up, and I couldn't take my eyes off of Jordan to look over and acknowledge Joe. (laughs) Yet. Jordan smiled big at me and squeezed both of my hands with his and said thank you. Then I turned. OMG, Joey, what are you doing to me? So nervous. My ass is sweating from the heat and the nerves, and I am very aware of it now. I was shaking, but I had to get my word. I had to get out my words and try to remind him who I was. So what did I say? (laughs) Hi, Joey. Do you remember me? (laughs) (laughs) As he was gently side hugging me. Oh, my God. Why did I ask that? As he started to reply, uh, I interrupted and said, I'm sorry, you gave my son your hat at the Columbus show. Then he smiled saying, oh, yeah, how are you? And I quickly said something about a thank you card in my pocket that JJ had made for him and asked if I could give it to him. He said, of course, as if he was irritated that I needed to ask to hand him something. But, you know, I had to sneak that in. Yeah. And I wasn't doing anything without consent. That's that was awesome. That really was. Yeah. I was too scared of getting kicked out of the VIP for breaking rules. <laughs> I would do the same way. As I pulled the card out of my back pocket, I noticed for the first time that, that it was, was damp. damp. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, shit. Damp from standing out in the heat of Greenville, South Carolina sun for three freaking hours. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I just read what she said. (laughs) So, as I handed it to him, I mumbled something like, sorry about the ass sweat. But he thought nothing of it, grabbed the card, and stuck it in his back pocket, just as we were being told it was time for the picture. And then I had to actually verbalize out loud to myself to turn and stand in position for the picture. Crap. This is why I look like I'm in tortured pain in that damn picture. Seriously. Seriously. I look like I'm terrified. Hey, it's okay. That's what they look like. That it is that's, <laughs> you know that's what I how mean? they come out. You know what I mean? I look like a friggin' mannequin in mine. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, after they snapped two picks, I turned back to Joe and said, thank you. And he smiled and said, tell your son I said hi. And I said, you tell Griffin that JJ says hi. He loves Griffin. Didn't know that was coming out, but it did. In almost a demanding voice. But he smiled and locked those blue eyes in mine and said, I sure will. Melt, literally and figuratively melting here. Then I had almost nothing left for John, but I got over to him and said, hi, John, I'm Heather, and I hear you give great hugs. He smiled, hugged me real tight and said, have a good time tonight, Heather. Oh, yeah, I told myself, there's still a concert to go to, lol. Mm -hmm. My husband had his own meet and greet experience, bringing up the end of the line behind me. I won't go into each moment of his, but when he got to Joe, he told him he was my husband and thanked him for what he had done to make me and my son so happy. And Joe told him he got the card from JJ. Okay. Showtime. We had to leave the venue again after buying some merch and had time to go back to the Airbnb that was a block away and change our sweaty clothes. That's awesome. That's awesome. That is, awesome. Amazing that you could that do is that. awesome. That is awesome. Like That, that makes so a awesome. huge difference in life. I was very grateful for this clean and dry. We headed back to the venue for the show. We were front row center. That's amazing. Perfect location. And we had an absolute blast. James made friends with everyone around us and some nice ladies painted him with glitter. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) He was sporting a tank top in honor of Danny and having an amazing time. I was so glad he came to the show with me. There were lots of smiles and winks from the stage at us throughout the show, especially from Donnie and Joe. Donnie mouth happiness to us and winked at us several times. Oh, this was the best, t- best time I ever had. I had made a couple of small signs and brought them to the venue, not knowing if I would get them out or not, but I did get a few out for a moment and got a couple of smiles from the stage. There was a point in the show that I knew was coming up and I got out my sign that read in great big glitter dance with me, Joey, and held it up. He spotted at me, put his hand over his eyes to block the spotlight, and squinted to read it. I pushed it forward. I pushed it forward some, so he could could okay. I pushed it forward some, so he could read it. And as he realized what it said, he nodded to me. Omg again. So as the song started to play, I want to dance with somebody. The one person I'd wanted to dance with my whole entire life was heading off the (laughs) stage and over to me. Oh, my God. I shouted at my husband who was singing and dancing along to BBD and not really listening to me that, hey, Joey is coming down here to dance with me. LOL. Well, he did. He came right to me and it was only for a few short seconds. But his arm was around me and we were jumping up and down and he was singing in my ear. I am in cloud nine. Wow, what an amazing night. I'm so blessed and so grateful for all of this. Oh, my God. After the show, we ordered pizza with our blockhead friends that we were sharing the Airbnb with. And I watched Joey's Instagram live that he did that night. I was so full of joy. I couldn't imagine it being any more perfect. Um, That's cool that I wonder if that was like planned that they shared the Airbnb with blockheads or if it was just like, whoa, there's blockheads staying here. I don't know. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of neat. If they had like all got together like uh, from Facebook and was like, let's get yeah. this like together. Yeah, like we do. That's fun. That's cool. The next morning, James and I got an early start and drove the two and a half hours home. The mixtape tour was nearing its end, but for me, this was my last show of the tour, and I felt like we went out with a bang. Well, I thought that was it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> As I was getting (laughs) home, getting ready to go into work late, my phone buzzed at about 11 a.m. with a notification for Instagram and Twitter. Joey McIntyre just posted a photo. Well, of course I had to check it out right away. Holy crap. I just dropped my phone like it bit me. That is a picture of Joey McIntyre and my son, JJ. And he, Joey himself, posted it on his Instagram. Am I dreaming? I am definitely shaking, screaming, jumping around in the middle of my foyer, and I'm screaming out to JJ, get down here. You have to see this. Both my husband and my son came running to see what the heck was wrong with me. (laughs) I can't even get out the words to him that what I just seen on my phone. I started to respond to the post and my hands are shaking so bad. I made less sense than when I tried to talk to Joey in person. OMG. That's the picture from Columbus. And wait, swipe over. That's the picture that Flave took outside and texted to Joe. He really did text that picture. And not only that, Joey sent it to Griffin that day. And Griffin responded back to tell him I love him if you see him at the concert. What? Euphoria. Wow. Just flipping wow. He just keeps giving. I am flabbergasted. That's amazing. That's crazy. Like That's amazing. That's I love crazy. it. That's crazy. Thank you, Joey. You just made our day. Week, year, lifetime. Lifetime. So happy. Again, you have no idea. Well, maybe you do. Maybe you knew just exactly how much this would mean to us, and that's why you did it. JJ and I rode this high the whole rest of the year of 2019. Hell yeah. My husband, too. Later that day, while I was still beaming, James turned to me and said, yeah, you need to go on that cruise. Oh, yeah. I get it. I want you to go and have the time of your life. These dudes are all right. And I love how happy you are. Oh my God. I love her. You deserve it. I love your husband. My husband husband. is the sweetest. I am in tears at this point, both at the time he said it. And now as I write this and relive the moment, I had never asked. I never thought it was fair to take that time and that money from my family and spend it on myself. I had always wanted to go love seeing all the pics and videos and hearing everyone's stories from the cruises, but I never thought I would get to go myself. I was okay with that. I could live vicariously through others, but I still dreamed about it. Well, if I hadn't made this abundantly clear so far, let me tell you, dreams come true. And I immediately started planning for a cruise that wasn't even announced yet and wouldn't be for a few months yet, but I was ready. Just needed a roommate. Enter Melissa. Remember Melissa from New Orleans? My cousin Missy and I met Melissa and her BFF Tracy on the street corner in New Orleans and hit it off as instant friends. We had gotten to know each other that night and on Facebook some over the past few months. And when the cruise announcement was getting closer, we decided that we would try and get on together and room together. Neither Missy nor Tracy would be able to go. So Melissa and I joined forces to get on that boat. This would be the first time for both of us. Well, the day of ticket sales was the most nerve wracking day of our lives. But within about 30 seconds... We had the room of our choice and secured a spot on the 2020 Yay. cruise. OMG, we are so excited. And I will just say, there will be so much to tell later on, I'm sure. <clears throat> Melissa and I have spoken or texted every single day since October 16th and have never dreamed so big. We cannot wait to meet you, Nikki, and all the other blockheads we have connected with. See some friends I've I can't made wait to over the you. past year and make all kinds of new memories with NKOTB and with our BH family. Yay! But wait. This is not the end yet. JJ's story is about to come full circle. This is uh, this is good. This is good. This is good because I did skip ahead a little bit. Back when I went to see Waitress on Broadway, my theater kid was so sad that he wasn't able to go. I promised him that the next time Joey did Broadway or theater of any kind, I would take him. Well, when Joey announced that he was going to do Twelfth Night in New Jersey, I didn't tell JJ. I went online that day and... I found out and bought two tickets for a Saturday matinee in January and bought two plane tickets to fly up for one day, spend the night with my cousin David, and take the train to Red Bank to see the show. This was a Christmas surprise for JJ, and he had no idea that he was going until Christmas morning. Hardest secret I've ever kept. <laughs> I'd wrapped the theater and plane tickets with the book Twelfth Night by William Shakespeare, a new modern language edition. J.J. was so excited, even more excited than going to the concerts. He loves theater, and he was so thrilled to get to see his buddy Joey Mack again. J.J. read the story and then also a biography about William Shakespeare and even did a report on him for his historical person report for school. That's so cool. That is really cool. When we heard, again, that Joey was meeting fans in the lobby of the theater after each performance and signing autographs and taking selfies, we knew there was one thing we had to pack for this trip. Joey's hat, the hat that had been locked in a glass case since June and had only made it out a couple times to show friends and family and to go to a couple theater auditions for luck. Yes, this had become JJ's lucky hat, and he was going to wear it to every audition from here on out. So, hat in tow, we off we flew to New York City. Now, a few weeks before we went, talking to Teresa, my Joey girlfriend who had found those original pictures that Marcelo had taken from the June 22nd, That Marcelo had taken from June 22nd on the photo group site for me. Yeah, that Teresa. She had seen me post on Twitter or Facebook and we realized that we had not planned, bought tickets for the exact same show. Wow. Full circle or what? So we planned to try and meet up beforehand and to not only meet up, she freaking found me and JJ in Penn Station. What? What? LOL. She was with her bestie, Stephanie, and we had a blast talking on the train all the way to Red Bank. We... We and some other blockheads all gabbed, grabbed a bite, gabbed. <laughs> we and some other blockheads all grabbed a bite at a local restaurant before the show and then got in and found our seats. JJ and I were in the center of the second row and Teresa and Stephanie were right behind us. So cool. The show was amazing, so funny, and our star, of course, shined like we knew he would. He has such an amazing talent on that theater stage. So, After the show, we made our way into the theater lobby and stood with Teresa and Stephanie. Teresa offered to get right behind us and take pictures while we talked to Joe. Such a gem she is. Thank you, Teresa. I could tell as we inched closer that Joe was looking at us and recognized that hat. JJ had placed the hat on his head after the show was over so that Joey would recognize him when he met him. And he did recognize him. My heart was pounding so fast. Joey's focus was mostly on JJ. So that eased me from having to try and talk too much. I definitely realized by this point that I say incredibly stupid stuff when I'm nervous with fangirl Joey Joy. Hey, hey, I, hey, we get it. Hey, I get it. you you step on his foot. <laughs> he shook JJ's hand and said, are you this guy grabbing the hat? How are you? with a big smile to both of us. He took a selfie with me and then one with the three of us. Then JJ asked him if he would please sign his hat. And he said, of course, and signed JJ. You're the man Joey McIntyre. As he was doing that, Joe asked me a few questions about where we were from, how long we were in town, etc., And I tried to answer the best I could with my nerves. We thanked him again for everything. And JJ safely tucked his hat in his bag. And we said our goodbyes to Teresa and Stephanie and went to board the train back to the city. We were thrilled that we had such a wonderful day and another amazing experience with Joey McIntyre. We had totally forgotten that we had given him a card to wish him the best on his performance there. And a thank you to him and Griffin for all the amazing experiences from the past year. Oh, well, we got home and a few days went by. I was telling my mom all about this trip, seeing my cousin briefly falling in love with this hilarious Shakespeare play This adorable little theater, the amazing cast besides Joey, and the pretty little town of Red Bank. Now, my mother doesn't ever go anywhere and certainly never asks to go anywhere. She's quite the homebody and is content in her own world, enjoying her service to church and singing in the choir. Well, when she said, I should really go on more trips, (laughs) and I've never seen New York City, and I would really like to go there sometime, and... I would really like to see that play. I was looking at flights, tickets, hotels before I knew it. And without e- even much effort, I found us planning a road trip back to New Jersey to see the show again before it was over and take my mother to New York city and holy cow seize the day, Heather. Here we go again. It was just too easy. The way it all happened. I nonchalantly asked my boss if I could take off a Thursday and work remotely on Friday. And she said, sure, go. And then I asked my husband, who actually didn't think it was all that crazy, and he said, sure, go. Well, I guess I am meant to go on this crazy trip back to see the same show I just saw and take my mom to New York City. Okay, hotel booked. Here we go. But wait, there's another announcement coming from the new kids. (laughs) Okay, well, we will have to see what that is in a few days. And then after I bought tickets to not one, but two more shows at the Two Rivers Theater, Joey does it again. His Instagram story. OMG, Griffin just gave another shout out to JJ. He read his card. Aww. Aww. How did I miss that? I missed that. I did too. The next morning, we found out that Griffin was headed to California. Well, we wouldn't get the chance to meet Griffin, but we were excited to see Joey again and thank him in person again. I can't believe we're doing this, but it feels right and we're going to go with it. Another day goes by, and I'm at work when I get the news. NQOTB Fenway Park, September 2020. Tickets on sale tomorrow. Tomorrow? Wait, what? Okay. I have just planned a second trip to see Joey in a play this weekend. I have the final payment of the cruise coming up. Cruise is only a couple months away. Plus, I had purchased tickets to see him in The Wanderer in May. And now this? Well, there's no way my husband is going to be down with a trip to Boston this year, too. But I decided to text him and tell him about it, explaining that it is totally okay if he says no. But God love him. He came home that night and said, go. He wanted to go, too, but the timing couldn't be worse for him. He had three employees already scheduled for vacation that week, and there was no way he could take off. He said, get the tickets and plan the trip. And if Melissa can't go with you, I want you to take JJ. So seize the frickin' day again. I guess that this is the theme this year. Carpe the heck out of DM. Okay, so JJ and I are going to Fenway in September. Yay!
1: We'll see you in Fenway.
0: I'll get to meet you in Fenway. Tickets purchased for Fenway on Tuesday. Leave for New Jersey on Wednesday. Arrive at Two River Theater Thursday for our second experience with Joey and Twelfth Night. My mom loved it. And JJ and I loved it even more the second time around. Oh, JJ went too? He went again. I guess so. Cool. We couldn't get enough of the whole cast, the music and every moment being a Thursday night, there were a lot fewer blockheads in the lobby. And when Joey came out to greet everyone, he took a little extra time with each person in line. What a gift he is. So gracious. And then when he saw us, he said, Hey, you came back. Did you see my post? (gasps) OMG. Love him. I mean, at this point, it's still shocking to me that he even knows who we are. Well, he knows JJ anyway. I'm okay with being JJ's mom at this point. And I thanked him of course for that shout out. And although I was still nervous, it was much less than I was in past meetings. And he was so cool and just talked to us for several minutes. Like it was regular, just catching up with friends. I introduced him to my mom and he took some great selfies with us. Then he recommended to JJ an arcade with eighties retro video games. That was nearby. Whoa. I want to go fun. Um, So we said he would check it out. I actually feel like I've been there. I think Kevin and I went there. Really? Yes. Believe it or not, like way back when Bryn was like four and we went to American Girl. Do you remember yeah, that? Yeah, I do. I feel like we went to this arcade and it had tons of retro. You like go down in and like it's a restaurant too. Yeah. And you go in. It might be that it might be different. Um, But that's cool. Yeah, it was really neat. I like those types of places we talked about griffin's exciting new show and how proud we were of him told him we'd be at fenway and it would be our first time in boston and when we said we would be back the next day for some more show he said okay i'll see you tomorrow <laughs> we headed back to our hotel that night and mom and i stayed up for hours talking like girlfriends about how wonderful joey is and all about the new kids her fave is still donnie but i think she converted a little more to a Joey girl that night oh and this is not something that i've ever had with my mom She has never fangirled, and although she had never gotten it after 30 years, she admitted that night that she totally understood the phenomenon. Well, it's about time, mother. LOL, just kidding. I love who she is. So the next night, we sat back further, middle of the theater this time, with a different perspective. The show was better still the third time, and the best part of it, for me, was looking around and seeing all the other blockheads, all the other Joey girls, (laughs) react to his scenes for the first time. This brought so much joy and pride to my heart. He is truly one of a kind, our Joey, a real class act, on and off the stage. I am proud to be his... I'm proud to be a lifelong Joey girl and proud to be part of this blockhead family and proud as hell to have him as a role model for my son. We met up with Joey one more time in the lobby that night. JJ thanked him for the tip about the arcade that he got to check out earlier that day. And I thanked him for everything and told him we loved him and said, we'll see you soon to which he replied. Yeah, we'll be in touch. Now, this is this was nothing, I'm sure. Just words that came out as he was saying goodbye. But for me, it was a reminder that we have many more adventures planned and probably many more after that that I don't even know about yet. We have built so many memories over the past couple years, and there are so many more to come. And I'm so grateful for all the opportunity to enjoy it and share it. I really have come back to life. This is the life. I am loving every memory and every connection we get to make. As my cousin exclaimed to me, JJ's mom has got it going on and I hope to keep thriving in all the love. Well, I think we've got it going on. Each blockhead has his or her own story. This is JJ's and this is mine. Thank you for sharing our story. I can't wait to meet you both. See you on the cruise, Nikki and Brooke. I cried listening to that episode where we heard you weren't going, but we will meet soon, I'm sure. Fenway maybe Fenway definitely yes big hug big hugs for you both love JJ's mom oh oh okay oh. that story was I like if if we could if I, was, I was explaining it like it was a beer yes it would be full-bodied is that a beer thing or is that a wine thing maybe that's a wine know. thing I don't know because I only drink Trulies these days okay but I only drink cocaine, ladies. These but days. <laughs> it was such a good story. It really was. It really was. And like I told you, Brooke, because when I was explaining this, I was like, hey, so listen, we got this story. It's kind of long. Yes. I said. <laughs> yeah, I, yes, that's exactly. I how said, but said li- but hear me out, because Brooke and I have been on this kick lately. To try to keep our episodes, like, between 30 and 45 minutes. We feel like it might be easier to consume. Right. Because we've heard people say, it's really hard to listen to your episodes when they're long. Right. But with with this story, I kept saying, I just feel like it needs to be read in one episode. Because... It needs to be its own thing. It needs to be its own thing. And... I can't. And tonight just happened it just, to be you know what it was meant to be. Right. It just happened it was to, meant be to be that we didn't our guests couldn't come on so here we were. Right. Right. Why not? Exactly. And I think that it was a great decision. I think so too. And you guys go to our website and look at all of her amazing pictures. Oh my pictures. goodness. There are so many awesome pictures. I mean, first of all, let me just say she takes wonderful pictures. She does. She's beautiful. And her JJ is so cute. He is adorable. Oh my gosh, he just how crazy would it be if they're like? Well, they Brody and JJ are the same age. They're both October two thousand seven babies. Right, like, so crazy. I love his scarf. Um, I love his music scarf. Look at his. Music, I saw his keyboard scarf. His little like so piano cute. scarf. But go look at the pictures. Yeah, my so called whatever dot com. Yes. And guys, send us your stories. Right. If you've got a story that you want to share, we want to hear it. We want to read it. We want to experience it. Yes. And so do, so do our other listeners. Yeah. I mean, everybody has a story. So send it to my so-called whatever at gmail.com. Right. And I, you know, I, we've gotten people that are like, yeah, I don't really have a story. Yes, you do. Everybody has a story. Tell us when you first started liking them. Everybody a Even if has you've story. never been to a concert, even if you've never met them, we want to hear your story. Here. We want to share it. Here, here's a story for you that I've never shared. Oh, okay. And it will give you an idea of a story. Oh, I thought you were going to tell me a story that you've never shared. I am. Oh, okay. Here, I'm ready. So here's a a block party story from me. Okay. And this is all that you need to share. Okay. When I was 10 years old, my cousin used to come over and we would listen to Hangin' Tough tape, the cassette tape, and we would pretend my bed was a stage and we would stand on my bed and we would perform. Oh, and it was a lot of fun. End of story. That that was a great story. Send us that. Like, yeah, you, you don't have to have this amazing. Like, if you've never met them, right? Cool. That's
1: I mean, okay. and the thing is,
0: we love these lo- these stories. We Absolutely, do, you know. But if you don't have, you know, a whole lot to write, that's fine too. That's completely fine. Just we just want to hear your experience, right? In this, right? Or eighties and nineties stuff. Yeah. Like, um, send us that too. I really like blow pops that were blue raspberry. And I would buy them in bulk at Wholesale Depot. Right. Or I remember the first time I ate bugles. I remember one time when I had a basketball game against Fifth Street. Um, We ate these blue things that made, they weren't the blue raspberry pops, but they were like, they dyed your mouth blue. Yeah. And we got it all over our mouths, like me, Corey, and a bunch of the other girls. And our coach was pissed. I'll bet. She was so mad. She was so mad at us. Middle school. It sounds like middle school. there's a story right there. Like just like that. Just right. like that. I, 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 what bumper stickers did you have on your first car? Oh, that's a great. That's a great question. Do you have a picture of your first car? Yes. Send it in. Tell us more. We want to hear it. We do. It. We do. All of you Guys, it. we do. So anyway. Also, real yes. quick yes go on to itunes just take a moment take a brief moment go on to itunes shoot us a review we would love that you know our last one was in january thanks amy yes so we please we could use another one we really could we could we could i mean let's have a goal we could for the month of march yes we we could use about 50 yes but let's 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 hope for 10 in okay march. okay 10. 10 10 reviews in march that would be that would be excellent five stars yes that would be excellent five stars thank you so much you guys yes we love you. So this is a little on the longer side. You may have had to um, stop it and start it again. Probably like because. our intro was long. Yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'll probably tighten use... up. I'm going to tighten up that intro. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. Yeah, I'm going to tighten that up way up. Like not even our intro, like our like pre-intro. Yeah, I'm going to tighten that up. That's probably good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that will like curb this down to like an hour. Even just... Yeah, I mean, you can tighten up some of the 40 stuff too. Like I don't want people to think that I'm like, no, that was good. But you can tighten up some of it. All right. So that's it, you guys. That's it, you guys. We've got some messages. So stay tuned and listen. Tuned. Actually, we wait, we have a text message. Yes, we do. I saw I it. Read I want it. to read it. So we have one that's way back from November. Have no idea who this is from. But <laughs> at the time, I think we were talking about the British baking show. Right. And oh, my God. Loved the IT crowd. Loved. One of my favorite shows. One of my. Favorite. I never watched it. You've got to watch it. I, I. You've told me that before. You've got to watch it. It's amazing. I. You know what? I think I'm gonna binge it again. Um. But they said the guy from the British baking show played Richmond, the goth guy, which I loved. Um. In the brick. In the brick Oh, I've never heard Brickcom before. I haven't either. The IT crowd. Hey, maybe I'll check it out. You got to. You got to. You guys. You got to <laughs> check it out. It's so good, especially if you're kind of techie like I am. It's so, it makes you, I I mean, I was laughing so hard. (laughs) So then we have another one. Yeah, from November. From November. (laughs) Um, Hi, Brooke and Nikki. Listening to the Thanksgiving episode. Love the NKOTB and NSYNC Macy's Parade footage. Notice that NKOTB didn't have mics and NSYNC did. They all looked cold and I wanted to make them put on gloves. Love the Mr. Wizard is a Duck vid. It's really I, I watch that show all the time. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. I think she meant to say Mr. Wizard is a D. <laughs> oh, duck! It auto-corrected to duck. <laughs> 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 you read that so seriously, and I was like, "Did you really think?" <laughs> because I didn't think that Mr. Wizard had a duck video, but I knew that Mr. Wizard had like a uh, like a D video. This, you, Mr. Wizard is a duck. Like Mr. Wizard. <laughs> <laughs> Is a D, yeah, <laughs> but it did autocorrected. It did. That's funny. It does that to me all the time. Thank you for whoever sent that because we don't know. We have no idea, but thanks. Um, this one says, hi, Brooke and Nikki. This is Sharon from California. Hi, Sharon. Hey, I'm so excited that Diana and myself get to see you at Joe's The Wanderer Show on 627. It will be a great time. Have a great week ahead. Can't wait till we see you both. Love from California. Aww, I love Sharon. She's so sweet. And I love Diana too. Love from Maine. Diana, I will never forget. I will never forget Diana because Diana's the one that I was like, Are you Diana Roth? Not to be confused with Diana yes. Roth. And it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't her. That's yeah, funny. When I was at the Joe show in LA. Yep. <laughs> yeah. 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 so yeah that's it um i (laughs) think i think we have a couple messages to play after this so stay tuned and listen to those and that's it if you want to give us a call or send us a text message we would love it yeah send it to 857-271-1047 once again that's 857-271-1047 hit us up hit us up we'd love to hear you yeah from you yeah or text us yeah and we'd like to read you we I'm for tired. Sh- for sure. I'm getting tired. It's okay. <laughs> so, that's thanks. it. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.
2: Hello. No one is available to take your call. Please leave a message after the tone. Hi, everybody. It's Jessica and um, I just want to talk about the channel episode. It was so awesome hearing about everything <laughs> because... I had a pretty much McDonald's-less childhood. Um, My parents would never take us there. Um, No, I never went to a birthday party there. I have, like, no childhood memories of McDonald's. college. commercials on TV and that kind of stuff for sure. And I always wanted it. I remember there was one that my mom and I would drive by once in a while, and it had the whole, like, playground thing and the ball pit. And I would beg, I didn't even, like, care about the food at that point. I just wanted to go play, and she was just, like, not even, just, no, not even thinking about it. I've never been in a ball pit in my life. Um, But, yeah, so it was so fun to just hear all the memories and stuff that everybody had from from there that you guys had. And I'm seeing other stuff that people are posting. It's super fun. My mom just cooked all the time, which is great, and she loved to cook, but sometimes she would cook some weird stuff, and I would really just want a McDonald's. Like, we never even – we barely even ordered pizza. So, um, so that's it, I guess. Um, I will see
1: you guys soon. Okay, bye. Hello, this is Charlene, calling from Long Beach again. I just listened to the new episode of The Vlog Party. And I was going to call and give you, like, a pep talk, Nikki, but instead of giving you a pep talk, I just thought I would call and state facts from things that have actually happened, for example. Yes, Joe McIntyre is going to be on the podcast. Now, he did sing to you if you go away. Magic. You did have a very clear conversation with him during your photo group at the cruise. Along with that, the photo that you guys are in, you look like a bunch of old friends peeking in and photo bombing somebody else's picture. He does that with people he's comfortable with. So that means he's comfortable with you. Not to mention the other times that you've been in his proximity and he's been totally mellow and you've been totally mellow. Maybe you were freaking out on the inside, but on numerous occasions now, you have had successful mini conversations with Joe McIntyre. So that means that when he is in the podcast, you're going to be fine. It's not like you never talked to him. You totally spent a long time over, was over an hour? How long did Donnie talk to you? Talking to Donnie freaking Wahlberg. He knows you guys are verified. Donnie's already done the podcast. Our wonderful people in the group have already mentioned to Joe and he's like, Oh yeah, I know I need to do it already. He knows it's going to happen, and you're going to be fine. You don't even know a pet talk. You already talked to him. All right, that's all. I'm getting up some work. You guys have a good week, and I'll talk to you later. Bye. End of messages.
0: File's done.
1: Hey, Blockheads. This is DJ AK from NK Airplay Radio, and if you love what the My Soul Cold Whatever podcast crew is doing, check us out, too. NK Airplay is an online radio station playing all your favorite hits from the 80s and 90s, especially the ones from those boys in the band, New Kids on the Block. Listen to artists like Boys to Men, Debbie Gibson, Tiffany, boy bands, girl bands, and many more. We play artists that are associated with or who inspired the New Kids on the Block, plus some of the artists that inspired us while we were growing up. Check us out on social media at NK Airplay Radio and download the Live 365 app for your iPhone or Android phone and listen today.